street. Excuse me, Egon. You said crossing the streams was bad. All right, Cross the Streams podcast, interview time. It's about time Kane and I get to do an interview together. Have we done one together in like a year and a half? I, is it Was it Eggert? Was he the it last one where we were able to get all three of us on the, onto one podcast and one interview? I know, um, it's, it's, it's insane. And now here you are complicating things, having a baby. I, I know. Mean, come on. Hey, before we jump in with Coach here, give the, give, the, give the listeners an update. About two weeks of fatherhood. How is my niece? <laughs> uh, she's doing great, man. She's awesome. Um, Carrie is doing really, really well. Everything is is falling into place the way it should be as far as the health is concerned. Now, my daddy skills, that's that's still a work <laughs> in progress. That's that's coming along day by day, rep by rep. I mean, it's just you know the old coaching cliches. You, you get better with every day, and, and if you're right. not getting better, you're getting worse. And um, <laughs> you know, I, I take that next day mentality with her every, every day as well. You know, uh, hey, not, I saw your the next play. It's the next day. I was impressed with it. I thought your swaddle well, I, game was on point. I might teach classes on swaddling. I'm, I'll be <laughs> honest. I'm really good. I can swaddle any material, any blanket, any size blanket. I've got it down pat, man. I'm I'm really good. It, it's it's really impressive because I was worried because I'm the worst gift wrapper in the history of gift wrapping. Yes. But yes, somehow I found myself extremely talented when it comes to swaddling. <laughs> That's huge, man. I mean, there's I mean, really, there's you as the swaddler. Carrie as the giver of life and milk, it's basically even. <laughs> it really <Yeah>. is, isn't it? <laughs> like I really just came in there and, and and took over as far as the prime caregiver just because of my right. swaddling. Uh, so, hey, moving on, I appreciate you giving us that quick update. And I'm sure there'll be addition on the drive edition where we can just get Kane's takes on fatherhood down the line. Yes. Um, but we're excited today. I, I know a lot of you guys out there listening to us know Kane and I are from Billings, Montana, Skyview High School, home of the Falcons, both of us, multiple sports there. So today is our first chance to really get a Falcon on here. And it's, it's, a, it's a great time for this because we got the brand new head football coach, Skyview High School, Nathan Wall. Coach, welcome to Cross the Streams. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. And this this is exciting for us because if if you don't know, quick background: Skyview has had one football coach in the history of its institution, Coach Ron Lebstock, <laughs> 1985 to 2018. And my math tells me that's over 30 years, and that's as that's as detailed as I'm going to get in trying to figure out the numbers. <laughs> but all of us on here, Coach, yourself, me, Kane, we all played for Leb. Yeah, yes. so it's exciting for us uh, to be able to talk about you getting to be the successor for him. Um, and really, I, I just want the audience, you know, give us two minutes on your coaching career. How did you get from th- where you're at to the to this position taking over for, for a legend? Yeah, you bet. Well, it's kind of I've been really fortunate to work for, you know, pretty good people. And actually, I, I started I student taught. I went back and got my teaching degree. I student taught and coached basketball at Manhattan High School. Um there I was a JV coach and worked with uh, Mike Woodman out there. He's, he's an awesome dude. And uh, then I got hired at, at Bozeman high that summer and it was kind of midway through the summer and, and coach Troy Purcell was looking for a running backs coach. So I went in and, and didn't have a lot of football coaching experience. You know, I, obviously I think the coaching background comes from just growing up in, in, uh, in a coaching household and, 
and doing a lot of stuff, everything from little kids camps to coaching little basketball teams and that stuff. But I didn't have a great football background. And I tell you what, Coach Purcell put a lot of faith in me early and um, had a lot of trust in me to, to do things um, the way he wanted them done in his program. And, and so that was really cool. I started out as a running backs coach. The next year I moved to defensive backs. The following year I moved to, uh, to linebackers and then a defensive coordinator and uh, linebackers coach for the last two years. Very so nice. five years here at, at Bozeman. And, you know, as a coordinator, I've, it's amazing how much you learn from one year to the next. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how much, how much different um, the game is for you, even in preparation and, and uh, those things you were doing three years ago and looking at it and you're like, why the hell did I waste <laughs> You know, um, I think – I think that this last year has been a huge growing year for me and, and really led to me um, being, you know, I don't know if you're ever truly prepared for everything that's going to get thrown at you as a head coach, but being prepared to apply, that's for sure. And, you know, Coach Leb stepped down and, and I gave him a call and talked to him about it and, and uh, decided it was the right, right path for us and the family. Um, there was a few things. I mean, there's so many similarities as, as Kip touched upon already. You know, as far as your background is concerned and, and uh, Kip and I both can relate to the mm-hmm. coaching background and growing up in a, in a yeah. family of coaches and your dad being a coach, your dad actually being my basketball coach my yeah. junior and senior year. It's got he was you. the JV coach when I was playing. Oh, yeah. 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 So there's connections all over the place actually, here. Actually, um, if I can don't mean to interrupt you, Kim, but no, I please. went back. My dad was cleaning out the shed, you know, and he's got the boxes of stuff that he's like, you got to get out of here. I look <laughs> in there. And there is a basketball signed by the 1996 basketball team, 97 basketball team. Um, you guys, I was in the hospital. I took a it took a tree on the sled or something, and, oh. <laughs> and everybody everybody signed the basketball. It was pretty sweet. I mean, they're oh, nice. Skyview legends. You know, it was that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's big time. That is big time. Did you feel like it was just natural? You couldn't get away from the coaching uh, as you were kind of figuring out things after college, what you wanted to do in life, what career path you wanted to go down. What led you that way? Was it kind of the growing up around it or was it just the? because I know myself and, and Kip, you can speak on it as well. I don't know what exactly. I can't pinpoint what exactly it was that said you're going to be a coach. Because it just kind of naturally felt like the right thing to do. I don't. I don't, I, I wish I could pinpoint. Maybe you can help me out. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, I. I do. I really. I really think that that there are people who just kind of have that gene, if you will. I, I think that mm-hmm. they, you know, for whatever reason, um, I think they're good at it. But they, like you said, it's just kind of a calling. I, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know any other way to say that. I mean. You know, I took kind of a roundabout path. I was going to, I was looking to be a physical therapist and, you know, some things happened along the way with that. And, and, uh, I worked with kids in a number of different settings, including treatment centers. And, and, you know, no matter what, I just kept on going back to like these high school age kids going back to, you know, wanting to teach them athletics that I've been a part of, you know, my whole life. And, and, uh, I, I don't know, I think you, you're exactly right where sometimes it's, it's hard to explain. Um, you know, it's even when, when people say, 
now that I'm leaving Bozeman, I've had a few people, well, you know, you're a good one. We're going to miss you. And, and for me, that's, you know, obviously very humbling to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if I'm good or not. <laughs> you just do what you're supposed to. You know, it's just, I think that's one of those things where there's, you know, I just feel that um, there's a way, you know, and, and Coach Coach Ion or Coach Kane, I've, you know, I've watched you coach a number of times and, <clears throat> you know, I've been privileged. I've had the privilege of sitting in on a meeting or two of yours and, and you have that, you know, I just, I just love sitting and listening to you talk to your athletes and, and try to emulate that um, and, and put those things into the way I coach. But, um, you know, I don't know, you probably feel the same way. It's just the way you know, it's supposed to be done and you just do it. Um, and I think that's, that's something for me that um, I love doing uh, you know, it, I, I describe it as somewhat of an addiction. You just want to keep on coaching and keep on, you know, sharing, sharing knowledge, but also just gaining more knowledge and improving. Mm-hmm. So, Was there uh, ever, and I don't know if, Ken, I don't know if dad did this for us, you know, obviously our father, yes, <clears throat> I own 40 years in the business teaching coaching. Did your dad coach, did he sit you down and go, are you sure? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I know our dad would always, always available for tidbits of info. Yeah, uh, you know, I think it was more like we observed the life. Obviously, like you said, mm-hmm. we grew up in the life, and they're coming home from games. And if there is a, there's a loss, the house feels a lot different <laughs> than if there's a win. So, uh, yeah. But was there ever like I sometimes I wonder if he wanted to say like, what the hell is wrong with you two? Uh, you know, that's a great question, Kip. I think that uh, um, one thing. I mean, my dad's still heavily involved in in athletics and buildings, and, mm-hmm. and uh, I think there's those times he's like, he, it's never like. Oh, are you sure you want to do this? I think there's been those times as I was transitioning into it, he just said, you know, it's a tough time to be a coach, which I think like, <laughs> yeah. you said, to be a coach, you know, yeah. um, I think, you know, his way of kind of saying, Hey, just, just be aware. But, you know, as you guys were, were aware of too, growing up, I mean, you kind of, you kind of see the, the ins and outs and those, <clears throat> those times after a loss or those times after multiple losses or freaking playoff games, as you know, or like mm-hmm. my dad's existence. But, uh, <laughs> you know, those those make the good times and the wins just so much sweeter, if that makes sense. And, mm-hmm. and uh, so, you know, for me, I just that just makes me want to get to it more. I mean, I know what it was like growing up with this. I, I, I know what are, what I want my kids to be around the type of people I was around mm-hmm. coach Lebsock co- you know, your dad, Cass, I own was, were definitely those people for me. And so, you know, it's no question when it comes to what I want my put, want to put my family into mm-hmm. uh, this is, this is a great, great situation for, for my family and being able to get them around those people who can impact their lives the way they did mine. Uh, and, and coach Kane, right before you you were able to join us, uh, Coach Wall was 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 telling us a little bit about the transition period right now. Obviously, finishing up in Bozeman, um, trying to get things rolling at Skyview, trying to find houses. Give kind of recap, Coach, a little bit what we were able to share. Just the the crazy circus ride that is your life currently. Yeah, so I actually just got back about ten o'clock last night um from billings i ran a little kids camp monday tuesday wednesday and it was awesome nice. we were out yeah. around the high school kids were working it and you know i was really proud of our high school kids the way they stepped up and just had great energy you, you know you never had to worry about them being negative or being on their phones they did an awesome job with that so we kind of went 
three days of that started our summer weightlifting program at night. So, you know, you're pulling the full days there. And then I hopped in my car. Actually, my wife's birthday was yesterday. Yeah, it's not the first time. And this won't be the last. Uh, but God bless her. I mean, she's the she's the, you know, true engine that keeps everything rolling, you know, as you both know. And yeah. um, so, yeah, I got, got home last night, had to give a final this morning. Um, trying to work myself out of out of Bozeman High, trying to get everything packed up. Um, we close on both houses on the fifteenth, um, and we got practice practice next week. So I'll be down there with my daughter, staying at the folks' house until we close. So it's uh, you know it's I'm not joking. It's pro and I I'm not overestimating. I've probably been back and forth to Billings probably, probably ten times. I bet I hit double digits. And it's not like Skyview's at like the first exit. Yeah, <laughs> like, you get to Billings, you got another twenty minutes. Two and a half hour drive. Well, it's given me a ton of time to listen across the streams. So. Hey, there he is. There's a plug. Yeah, fun. I know far more about about comic book superheroes than I ever. That's going to help you, Coach. That's going to help you, <laughs> Coach. Give me, you know, for for parents listening of of, of players, you're going to have uh, people in the Heights community, obviously mm-hmm. excited a, about a, a new direction and things yeah. you're going to bring to the table. What can we look for from Skyview football? Like, if somebody brings that up in a couple years, what are you hoping they say about your program on the field, off the field? Uh, give us your elevator speech. Yeah, you bet. So, you know, first off, I think that um, kind of the one of those cornerstones is I, I really believe that it's a responsibility of leaders to produce other leaders. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's something that that I really want our, our kids to portray is the values that we have, not only in our um, in our program in Skyview High School, but in the Heights in general. You know, we have uh a really unique opportunity in the Heights to, to be separated from the rest of Billings, you know, mm-hmm. always talk about it just being its own town, you know, and, yeah. and uh, in a lot of ways that that community concept is, is really important to me. And I want, I want our football team to be, be that little piece that, that represents our whole community. So that's, that's a lot of what we talked about coach too, is that leadership and char- character development is going to be a really important part of, of what we do. Um, I also think that, you know, we, we want to uh, produce a program with, with high expectations. Um, you know, I think if we're going to use uh, football and athletics as a model for, uh, for life and the situations we go through in life, I think that it's only fitting that we, we ask ourselves to, to have high expectations and make high goals um, and, and really absorb that process of working towards those goals. I mean, I don't, I don't want our kids leaving being okay with mediocre. I want our kids leaving expecting to step on the field and win. And, and that's something, you know, as we've gone through this process of hiring coaches and, and everything, <clears throat> you know, that's the, that's the spiel I give them, mm-hmm. you know, you leave Sunday morning, we have a winning game plan, you know, whether we're, 20 point underdogs or we're, we're expected to win. We're, we're coming out knowing that, uh, that our game plan is sound game plan is sound and we're putting our kids in the best position to, to win the football game. And, uh, you know, so those are kind of the, the, those overlying, um, mm-hmm. aspects. And then, you know, obviously on the field, we have, 
have those expectations. We want to play fast. We want to do those things that, that good football teams do. We want to run to the ball as a team. You know, I, I really having the opportunity to coach basketball and football for the last five years. I, I just, you know, we can, you can always rely on, on someone to kind of dig you out of things in basketball. If you're struggling, sometimes you can find that guy to, to, you know, hit a three or, or mm-hmm. make a big stop, whatever. You mean hit 29 foot step backs like Kevin Durant? My goodness gracious. That, uh. that, that, <laughs> but actually that was a perfect example of it, right? I mean, you got nobody scoring over 11 points. Right. Yeah. He's this- going 45 for crying out loud. Yeah. So football is just, it's just not realistic. If mm-hmm. you don't have guys um, really dialed in and 11 guys running the football, I think, you know, you're just not going to win the games you want to win. And you know, in in my mind, it's it's the ultimate team sport in that mindset. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so I want I want to put that product on the field. You know, mm-hmm. we've been saying family on every break that we have, and and that that family mindset where um, you know you mess with one, you mess with all, and when we step on the field, we're going as a, as a family and as a team. So. I don't know. We can talk like this for. No, I love it. Hey, that's why you got <laughs> no, the job. You just changed the interview question. I know that. There's no question. Like, wow. Okay. <laughs> Boom. Got that one down. <laughs> check. 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 Oh, check. They probably didn't want to ask me another question. It lasted for quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, what's but... the hardest one? Give a uh, give people out there. What's the hardest interview question you got? Doesn't mean you didn't answer it well, but what was like? Oh man, I didn't well, see that coming. I always think that the that the question about you know what's your and what's your biggest fault or what's what's oh your, yeah yeah you know, gotcha. you know yeah you know that one's always funny for me you know because you're always trying to spin it right yes well you're I'm awesome. only kind of awesome you know that's that's my biggest fault <laughs> I think uh, you know it's only every other day that I wake up and, and just like the most awesome dude uh <laughs> no so i think that one's always hard i think i plan for it uh, it never comes out the way you want it to i think i said that you know wanting to the desire to win is a fault in a way it, yep. you know, is, is my biggest fault because at the end of the day i'm i'm as competitive as anybody else and and sometimes you got to take a step back and and you know look at the progress you're making and everything um mm-hmm. Hey, you just want to win the game. But you still want to win, man. But ultimately, it still comes down to wins. I mean, yep. yep, that's what you're here for. So, you know, that's kind of what I said my um, big, biggest weakness is. Um, I'd say that's always a tough question. It's just trying to trying to answer that one is tough. And then, you know, we always have more serious, uh, difficult questions with football mm-hmm. uh, and and player safety and i think that's ah yeah what what was your what's your answer on that like where where did they ask you as far as you know concussions and all Mm -hmm. that stuff what what was what's your philosophy as far as where the game is going and where it needs to go well you know first off what i said is that um this game and us as as football coaches we're more vigilant now than we've ever been um, I say, I, you know, I really believe our knowledge um, as a staff is is far, far more advanced just because of the the recent development with <clears throat> with concussions, secondary concussions and CTE and that that concept of vigilance and really being sure that um, that we're putting kids in the safest position possible, considering the sport we're playing. And, um, you know, there's just there's just no 
there's no room for, for error when we're talking about um, head injuries and, and putting a kid back in that may have sustained a head injury. Because realistically, when we're talking high school sports, that's what we're concerned about is those, those secondary concussions. So um, the vigilance is a big thing that, that I've discussed. Um, certainly, Coach, we, you know, Coach Choate's on the, uh, on the you know, board of the world for yep. uh, shoulder leverage tackling. The, the techniques mm-hmm. that we use in practice are, are very sound for keeping uh, the head out of the tackle. <clears throat> and, and it limits collisions when you do it right. And I think that we're going to really start seeing the benefits of that as we've taught um, taught kids younger and younger, you know, mm-hmm. does that, that come up in coach? Does that come up at, at your youth camp? Like how, where do you spread this, this mm-hmm. stuff you're talking about that could actually help the game? Where yeah. does that start? Cause I know for me, like Lincoln, my, my oldest son's 11. Mm-hmm. And my, my worry is I put him out here with Timbuktu Jim, who doesn't know these techniques. Yep. That yep. scares the hell out of me. Yep. Not that I don't yep. want him to play football, but who is going to teach him right. what you're saying? Right. And I think that's a big responsibility of mine as, as a head football coach in a community like, community like Billings, you know, we have the opportunity to uh, walk into a room and be heard by, mm-hmm. by football coaches in the middle school and football coaches at, at the lower levels. And, and I think reaching out to those guys and really showing them this is, this is kind of a non, this is a non-negotiable as far as what, what we're doing with our technique um, and, and teaching those coaches how to coach it is a really important, I, I mean, I'd say responsibility of the job that I have. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Farther than than just our our team, we got to look at those kids who are feeding our program and and teach them what what our expectations are are for safety. And you know, it is scary at times. I think mm-hmm. you know to look to look a mom in the eye. I think I had an individual ask me that outside of an interview, and um, you know, look at at the end of the day, I'm going to look mom in the eye and tell her that I'm going to ensure that her son is as safe as he possibly can be. Um, You know, and I'm going to, I'm going to be personally responsible for that. You know, there's not much, um, I'm not going to say he's not going to get, get an injury, Mm -hmm. uh, but I am going to tell you that we're going to treat that injury with the appropriate care that it, that it deserves. And I think that that's a big, uh, big mind shift in football right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, on top of that, just how much safer our practices um, tend to be when uh, you start limiting the amount of contact that, that are in there. I think that there's kind of a, a line there that gets a little scary because we've got to teach kids how to make plays at full speed, but we're limited as to how much we can do that. Yeah. So we have to be really deliberate in how we implement contact into our practices and put kids in controlled situations where they can go into a live football game and, and make those same plays. Um, you know, that's a good challenge, good challenge for us. And, and it's another, you know, thing I'm constantly looking for ways to do. Yeah. And, and that's a challenge, not only for you, but for football coaches across the board, across yeah. the country, at every yeah. single level. Mm-hmm. And I think you hit it right on the head when you said we all have a responsibility to continuously try and learn, continuously try and improve techniques, continuously try and improve the safety of this game and Mm -hmm. to filter that knowledge down, not to hold on to knowledge and keep it for yourself, but to share it and filter it down to every level possible Mm -hmm. in order for us to continue for this game to continue to thrive and and be the game that it is. Because it is, as you stated, 
the ultimate team sport. And there's mm-hmm. so many positives that can come from this game. Yeah. And unfortunately, we're getting a tremendously bad rap yeah. uh, because of this uh, like a lot of different things. Yeah. But uh, concussion-related uh, injuries is a major concern for all of us. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought I think that's interesting, man. That 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 uh, the negative that one question that you mm-hmm. talked about as far as what is your weakness? Uh, it's so funny to me, man, because there's I think that's everybody's toughest question for yeah. whatever reason, uh, and it goes back to just being self-aware. Oh, yeah. And I think mm-hmm. that is something that all of us can try and get better at as leaders, as leaders of men, is be, trying mm-hmm. to be as self-aware as we possibly can, and to mm-hmm. teach our student athletes, it's okay to have weaknesses. Nobody's yeah. perfect. And um, so I, I, I've always find that question to be a really good one. In fact, yeah. I, I've thrown that at people that I've been in or um, sat in on interviews with and, and had a chance to question just because yeah. I, I love to hear what people come up with. I think Not it's in uh, too many times I hear that oh, I don't really have a, a weakness. Really? It's like, yeah. okay, really? Yeah. That's wow! Well, you, you got you got life figured out, man. Clue us in on that. Let's uh, let's flip this interview paper over. Right. <laughs> exactly. What are we? What are we? What are we doing here? Let's hire this guy. <laughs> Nailed it, uh, Coach. I, I got one for you. You know, just because I feel like you're you're stepping into your first head coaching job yep. in a similar situation to what I experienced here at the college mm-hmm. level. Like I'm. I'm stepping into a job where the head coach I replaced, I played for, you know, he's got a national championship. He was here for 20 plus years. The building's named after him. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you're, you're stepping in there with, you know, with Lev in, in a similar situation. What's your thought process? What is it about? What are you, you know, I, I remember thinking like, I, am I trying to, what do I do in regard? How do I honor this person that I have so much respect? Yeah. But at the same time, I got to be me. Yeah. You know, so just take me through the, the different thoughts you've had um, about that aspect of your first job. Yeah, I think that's just a you know great question and great point. Um, you know, there's so much that that so much pride I have in Skyview football. <clears throat> there's so much pride in what you know in what we've all been through there at Skyview High School and and what we were able to you know really kind of be a part of that building process. I think. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a young school, and especially in relation to the other schools in Billings. And um, you know, Lev was just such a played such a pivotal role in in that. And I think uh, you know, it's it is strange sometimes walking into that school, and and Coach Lev's still in there. Um, I see Coach Ione, Cass Ione there. Um, you know, getting his morning workout in right before he goes. <laughs> hits hits the course for a while you know we're always going to talk for a while but uh you know in in my mind in my view these are these these men are on a pretty big pedestal for me so i think um you know going into this situation i'm i'm really thinking exactly like you how do i you know pay the appropriate i guess homage or or mm-hmm. or um, really carry on that legacy of, of blue collar football at Skyview High School, um, but still implement you know my values as a coach. And, and Coach Coach Lebsock's been really supportive with that. You know, the first time I talked to him, he he pretty much said that. He said that you know you're going to bring a, a new thing into this program, and um, people people are looking for that, and and you know you're, they're excited. They'll be excited about what you have to put on the table, and you got to do things your own way, and and that always helps. You know, when you yeah. got 
guy in your corner still. And that's, I mean, it's such a blessing to have Coach Lebsock there just to go sit and talk to and, and you know, listen to the stories again and, and um, you know, start, start uh, just kind of throwing things throwing things at him and, and seeing, seeing the way he does them. Um, you know, certainly we're different people. So everything, everything kind of, kind of starts to develop in its own, I think, mm-hmm. you know, organizationally, I'm just a different person. You know, yeah. for example, I've been on the computer the whole time. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if there's right. one digital thing that Coach Lev's not can share <laughs> with me. And right. you're the first to admit that, you know, it's, yeah. So that's those things. Those things. Those things are helping. I Where think. do you land? In, and this is just I'm going back to myself again. Yep. Like the stuff. Like I picture that office that Leb's in. Yeah. Right. And there oh is just <laughs> posters, trophies. Oh my you know, god! All yeah. the awards. You know, like you said, that the tradition is vital. The tradition is important. Yeah. But do you do you keep it all up? Do you do a mix? Do you, I, I remember struggling. Like, am I, do I really want this trophy case? in my team room when we haven't really done that. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So just your, your thoughts on, on, on the stuff. Cause there is a physical thing to it. Like I know my teammates, like, you know, we won a national uh, state title in 95. Yeah. Um, we still text about Skyview football. Yeah. You know, Dave guns in Atlanta. Yeah. Jason size is still in billing. Schwab's yeah. in Minneapolis. We yeah. still text about your games yeah. and we keep talking about when are they going to get uniforms that look like the 21st century? Yeah. <laughs> we actually We're going to be uniforms. pissed off. Yeah. We got, <laughs> we got, uh, we got new uniforms coming in. Actually, they, I, it really wasn't, um, I was pretty fortunate. It wasn't my doing. They got some pretty slick ones coming in. So that's a big deal. Uh, absolutely. I'm telling you, you got 10 new fans in the alumni base because we got some gear from the two thousands. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's kind of been a, a fun process. Uh, just looking at, yeah, I think, you know, that's one way that you can kind of ma- immediately have your, have your, have an immediate footprint on the program. Um, but you know, it's still, it, it's kind of superficial, right? We're talking, yeah, yeah. we're talking about, you know, the uniforms we're wearing, the helmet, helmet stickers or whatever that is, um, really important to high school kids. Um, and that's, I, I don't blame them. I was the same way when I was in high school. <laughs> when I heard those bolts, man, it was, I mean, you guys didn't have the bolts, but I, no, we, we had, had a mission. We had the <laughs> Michigan helmet when I played. Michigan stripes. Yes. I remember that was right after you were done, Kane. Was, uh, <laughs> they, they made the switch. Made the switch they, they, the- they said, "You know what? Those these guys were so bad they ruined these wings. <laughs> we got to switch. Yeah. We got to get something different to get rid of that the stench that was that group yeah. that came through here. Well, let's get well, let's get a new look completely. <laughs> Try and forget those guys as quickly yeah. as possible. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that was. They might have just came in and said, "You got to take that off your helmet now." <laughs> <laughs> no." Uh, yeah, so those, those kind of things, those kind of things help you put put kind of an I- initial kind of superficial change on on the program, and and um, you know I think I, I'm excited about that. I'm as excited about the kids to see them. I think it's going to be be great. I think that you know a lot of what we talked about, Kip. I learned a lot about how to be a, a good person and a, and a man from Coach Lebsock. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and I can just start wheeling off the names of all the guys who impacted me that way. Yeah. And <clears throat> developed, 
you know, what I believe is, is good character and, and develop this mindset of continually trying to uh, be a better person. Um, and I think those kind of things, those kind of things, it's just, it's just kind of, um, you know, looking at ways to manipulate it for me. Um, but, but those values I got, you know, I want to keep going. And yeah. I think that's, that's something that, um, you know, Coach Levsock, man, I just don't know if there's a better person in this world, um, you know, that has has been able to do the things that he's done and just have that positive influence on kids. And, you know, those little things that, that he's done, I think those are those are the legacy that I talk about, mm-hmm. about moving forward with. Um, you know, you look at as far as, fo- you know, things like football philosophy, yeah, um, mm-hmm. you know, I've just been – coaching in a different philosophy mm-hmm. and so i gotta i gotta carry through my my philosophy in that <clears throat> in that respect um i gotta stay true to myself and what i know i think that's that's one thing that you know you can read i think it was like uh reading pete carroll's book win win forever uh mm-hmm. he talks about just doing you know why they why they run what they run defensively and it's because it's what they know and and um you know those kind of those kind of things, I think, are when you look at it, it, it comes from Lev too. You, know, you talk about a guy who who ran what he knew, and and shoot, a lot of those years, I mean, we ran it really effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I think <clears throat> I think that's that's kind of an important thing um, to bring to the table is is those new aspects of the game, or those, and I shouldn't say new, those different aspects of the game that. Um, I, I know well, and I, I feel comfortable coaching and, and, um, growing on and, and my philosophy towards football is probably the, the bigger differences. Um, you know, my philosophy towards, uh, developing young men are probably pretty similar as coach Levsox. And, uh, and so that's, that's kind of an interesting process. It's been, um, been tough, but mm-hmm. I tell you what, I don't know, <laughs> you know, I think of everything though. I mean, it, as I'm sure you guys have have gone through, but you even think about how we, how we used to break it down. Um, mm-hmm. you know, how we, you know, was our pregame, like, you know, I was the head coach. I was like, do I really want to circle them up at half court? Right. Gordy always did. Am I yeah. doing it just because Gordy did it? Or do I really believe that's right. where we should circle up? Right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we did, we did Falcon Jacks with the kids the other day. You know, it's like, <laughs> It's like, yeah, Falcon Jackson. It kind of gets me amped up, but I'm the coach now, you know. You're right, like, yeah. You always so those are kind of some interesting things to go through, Absolutely. and um, but, but really exciting at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I and I think you'll find too. And this is this is not me preaching from. Oh, I figured it out and I got it done. It's more like I think it's exciting to realize the things you really do buy in that you're not going to change. Yeah, you know, that those things mm-hmm. are very important. But also, like you know what, I can make that same legacy you're speaking. Mm-hmm. This way, yeah. you know, for yeah. me, it was, you know, that we, we never changed the definition of being unselfish on the basketball court, right. but I, I, I thought we could do it by dribbling a little bit and coach right. wasn't trying to dribble that much. So, yeah. you know, so it's similar and I'm sure you, you exactly. and your staff have been through some of that same stuff. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. It, it, speaking of staff, you, you kind of mentioned it a little bit. Yep. How is that process going for you as far as finding the right people that you feel fit your, your values and philosophy? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, it's been, it's been a, a good process. It's been, it's been an interesting process. I think mm-hmm. I've, I've been, um, 
I've been very meticulous, probably more patient than I set out to be. You know, mm-hmm. I think that was one of my first priorities was getting that staff um, figured out right away. Um, and it and it's kind of still going. I, I'm mm-hmm. still, you know, a few more coaches that I'm going to that I'm going to hire. And but as I've gone through this process, it's it's kind of um, it's kind of developed into that where it's it's better to have the right guys than right away. Yeah, um, no and, question. You know, I, I've had that. I've had a conversation with every single coach before I've hired them, um, mm-hmm. just just to talk to them and and listen to what their experiences are, and and um, you know, not only in football but in life, in coaching and teaching, whatever it is, and um, trying to portray you know those expectations early for for what I look for in a, in an assistant coach and sharing mm-hmm. my experiences, both good and bad, and. Uh, you know, what, what I believe is going to make us successful in the double A, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, that's, that's been, that's been a, a real, that's also been a reflective process, you know, mm-hmm. what, what things, what things do I want to, um, reflect on me as the head coach? Um, what, what types of individuals, what do I want my staff to, to do? And, and I, you know, that those are the things that, you think are going to be easy. I think to start, you think that there's going to be uh, just going to kind of fall into place, but every, everybody kind of has their own life decisions to make. And, yeah. and yep. um, you know, as it comes together, I can tell you right now from the day I was hired to the, to, to right now, my staff is nowhere near where, you know, where I thought it was going to be, but we're in a really good spot. That, yeah. That, you know, I'm, yep. I'm really excited is where we're uh, to where we're going and, and uh, how that's coming together. <clears throat> I think that, you know, finding, finding the right mix of uh, uh, mentalities, finding the, finding the right people to reflect. Um, I mean, I think, I think age is a, is a deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a part of it. I mean, as you, as you both know, you know, being, being a younger individual and, and stepping into this role, um, it's, it's not, hard to coach with guys who are older with you, uh, older than you, excuse me, but it is, um, something that if it's not the right mix of personalities, it can, it can be, yeah. be a little rough. Yeah. You know? And that's something I learned as, as a defensive coordinator coordinator, I think is, you know, I, I was really fortunate to have kind of the reign of the room of the, of the defensive room, but we, we had to constantly work. You know, I, I felt like there are times where I had to work to, to overcome my age a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and that's both reflect. I think that's a big reflection on me too. It's, you know, sometimes you just gotta, gotta hit those growth points as a coach. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that being said, I feel like I hit a lot of those. Um, and I'm continuing to do that, but I got to, I got to work with those older guys who are patient and will let me hit those, those growth mm-hmm. points. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll understand that, that I'm going to get this and they'll give me their input and, um, do it in a way that, that we're all, we all can work together and, and get smarter with, uh, uh, or get better with, I should say. Uh, mm-hmm. so that, gosh, it's, it's kind of crazy how that, that's a really good question. 
Coach, do you okay. think that and maybe, you know, think, think back, you, you mentioned Troy Purcell helping you out, you know, yeah. in your career and in, in the, in the coach at Manhattan. Like, I always think as, as a head guy, like, what am I doing not only to get the most out of my staff to help us win, mm-hmm. but am I getting these guys ready to move on? Like, am yeah. I actually helping yeah. them? And, and you think about not that I, I – and I think sometimes in high school football you can get lucky, and I'm sure yeah. Leb had, you know, lifers with him. You know, yeah. you think about yeah. St. John and you think mm-hmm. about Birch and all these yeah. great guys. Is that kind of your – is that involved in your thought process like this DB coach I got? I can see yeah. him moving up to D.C. I can see my coordinator yeah. jump into the head job. Like where do you mm-hmm. land in kind of that professional development piece yeah. who you do bring under you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that's a great question. I think that's, that's something that just gets me really excited about the guys that I am hiring is because I think a lot of them could develop into, you know, different roles in on our team. Maybe they mm-hmm. you know, maybe they develop into a role where they start leading their own team someday. But, um, I, you know, you bring up Coach Purcell, and I think that was something that I really kind of latched onto with him is he just he, – he was always asking me to get better. And um, – and again, having a lot of faith in me uh, mm-hmm. to, to do my job the right way and, and really listening to those things that I had to say. So when I had new ideas, whether we implemented them or not, um, he would always listen. You know? yeah. And I would learn in that process and, and develop as, as a coach and be ready for the defensive coordinator position. That, you know, he, that's, that's when I got that spot was, mm-hmm. when, he, was when he left. Um, and he told me kind of the year before that he thinks that 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 would be a position that I would be able to fulfill. And, and so I really started taking that mindset. And I think that communication, it's so funny that, you know, looking back on it now, that little conversation he had with me was pretty monumental in, in my mindset towards what I was doing. You yeah. know, it changed my mindset just a little bit from, hey, we're going to be the best defensive backs in the league or linebackers in the league to – Hey, how do I help improve this system so so we're the best defense in the league? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that that was really important. And you know, I've been really important. Coach Holmquist at, and Coach Weshy at, at Bozeman have been really awesome at at, at letting me um, kind of have my niche and my impact on our on our teams. And you know, as a sophomore basketball coach, Coach Holmquist uh, always always kind of looked to me um, as he does all of us. Um, as he did all of us with, you know, for our input, he really took, took those things that I was, I was saying or suggesting or those things that I, that I, uh, you know, pulled off the internet or saw in the Kansas game. I'm not, I'm not joking, coach. I saw Kansas run this little split screen on a, on a, uh, <clears throat> against two, three zone. Yeah. And I, it was one of those. I mean, I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. It, you know, just isolation on the, on the middle post and, and they threw an oop off of it. Yeah. Like, oh my God, what was that? And I yep. rewound it. I brought it to the coach Holmquist and we scored like three or four times. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, I love it, coach, but this is what I've figured out. You'll get there too. My, going into my 10th year as a head coach, I have mm-hmm. had, I have an assistant that's been with me, one of my staff for eight years. Yep. And coach Mack is my quality control coach. And most mm-hmm. of the time his quality control job is telling me, Hey, Kip, we don't have LeBron. That yeah. play is not going to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but I, I totally understand what you're saying. I'm drawing yeah. on toilet paper. I got little tidbit notes all over the place. Like, oh, that's going to be us. And it's then that's constant. why I have Coach Mack to say, 
we can't throw it in bounds yet. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> we got to get the ball up the court. I know. Hey, uh, you got you got a last question for coach before we get some some information from him on how people can stay up to date on mm-hmm. Falcon football this year. Two things. First thing, serious question. Mm-hmm. Um, Falcon alumni. Yep. Falcon guys out there like myself, Kip, mm-hmm. David Gunn was mentioned. Um, Scott Turnquist. I mean, I go on list that goes on and on about guys. How can you get us involved with Skyview Falcon football? Um, so we can feel like we're still a part of everything. What's, what's, what's your plans in that regard? Yeah. Well, um, you know, first off, first off, just allowing a little bit more access to our program and what we do, I think is a really important um, part of it, I think, you know, all those guys you're naming, I'm, uh, I follow on Twitter or I'm friends with on, you know, on mm-hmm. Facebook or whatever it is. So I think that communication piece and <clears throat> really showing what we're doing is going to be a big, a big part of it. That being said, I, Coach Wall needs to get on it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you say information, I'm like, oh shit, I got to get. So no, I. Hey, that's why you got a staff, Coach. You make yeah, somebody no doubt. Exactly. No, you're exactly right. And I think that's something that I've kind of been been working with and, and we'll assign those those coaches um, individually. That's kind of what we've done in Bozeman. But I think first off, uh, connecting to to everyone in that way is going to be really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I think that's going to immediately spark spark a little bit more interest in in not only what we're doing on the field, but but hopefully what we're doing with, as far as, like we said, character development, mm-hmm. impact on the community and, and stuff like that. I think that um, reaching out to our, to our local community is really important in that way too. I've met a number of uh, Skyview alum um, that I remember or that I don't remember. And, and uh, that's been a really, really fun process. Um, and I think we got to We got to really kickstart, um, pulling those alumni back to Billings and, and back to the Heights and um, letting our kids meet them and see the pride that we have in this program. Um, you know, maybe they can come down and sing this fight song at Brew Pub with us, but. Yeah, that was on point though. You know? it, was, it was really good. Uh, no. So I think one of the, one of the fun things that, that I've, been doing is is just thinking of different ideas that we that that we can come up with to to connect the community of uh the heights people connect connect our alumni Mm -hmm. um and and get them get them excited because i think one thing you'll find is um people are really proud to say that they played falcon football Mm -hmm. and um, you know i'm one of those people and and i know you both are and and everybody i talk to um that played for coach Leb have, has a lot of pride in, in that. <clears throat> and so I think connecting to them uh, and finding ways to get, get people back to Billings or get people, um, you know, connected to our, to our program is going to be important. I also am looking for um, former Falcons on my staff. Um, yeah. 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 I think that, you know, we kind of go back to that staff question, but you know, right now um, I think I have at least, uh, six, maybe seven. Um, you know, so the majority of our staff is former Falcons or that's or awesome in there for a while. Um, you know, so I think that's a really cool piece too. Cause you look at the range of, of people in the range of playing times that we're talking about. Um, we're covering the whole span of, of Skyview high school right now. Mm-hmm. 
And, uh, and that's pretty awesome right there. You know, there alone, you start reaching out to, to alumni in that way. So, you know, I'm always looking for new ideas. I've always thrown out, I've always thought getting everybody back and having an alumni golf tournament would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and doing, uh, doing something where our kids can kind of, um, whether it's a banquet or a silent auction or kids work it or whatever it is, um, you know, there'd be some cool ways to connect our kids with, uh, with those Falcon alum. Yeah, no, I, I love that. I love the idea of just having an excuse for all of us to get yep. back to Billings. That's really yep. all we need and is an official uh, website invitation so I can show exactly. my and I'm allowed. Yep. Exactly. Look, this is important. Like, I, this is just going back to drink. Like, I'm going back for a reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. going for the youth. Exactly. It's all about the youth. <laughs> um, and then my final question yep. kind of relates back to the staff as well is – have you been contacted by one Brandon Eggert? Does he is he trying to somehow sneak himself onto the staff in any way, shape, or form via the uh, quality control, via yeah. uh, the DC, or or whatever? What's have you heard from him? In my advice, if you have, hit the ignore button. <laughs> Don't respond back. Unless we can find a somehow off the off the field type responsibilities for, yeah. I think we we leave that one alone. Uh, you know, I have not been contacted by Edgar, but uh, I get a lot of random Billings numbers calling me now, and oh, yeah. one of the more technically savvy guys I know. So I'm pretty sure. He's in there somewhere, you know. <laughs> up this time, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna leave a message or anything, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, coach, hey Nathan Wall, head football coach, Skyview High School. How can we? How can people, listeners, fo- follow the Falcons? Follow you? Give us your Twitter. Yeah. Facebook, where can we look? Uh, gosh, you guys. Um, so first off, I did get a. I got a website up right away. Skyviewfalconfootball.weebly.com. Nice. Um, I'm gonna pull up. I'll pull up my Twitter handle, but we'll get our our um, our team Twitter, our team Instagram, and our team Facebook up as soon as. But really, as soon as I get down there for good, um, um, within this next week. Um, gosh, guys, I'm gonna be honest. So my my Twitter handle is at Wall Nathan. Pretty simple, really simple Twitter handle. Coach, you're a great retweeter and liker. I appreciate yeah. you. Yeah, you are. I'm going to go ahead and say that that's pretty much like the the Twitter uh, experience that I have. I, I'm really <laughs> cautious about what I what I retweet and like. Um, it's that's really good. You just go ahead and push the button. Quick, that's you know? right, and you don't get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, There's no way to get in trouble. Like that wasn't your saying. That was Kip. I don't. This idiot. <laughs> oh perfect man hey i'm excited for you i know kane and i know a lot of people that are excited for you taking over and excited yep. about where the program's headed and, and we hope to bring you back with some updates and uh, maybe we'll make it a wet beat west high week on cross the streams yeah Ooh, I like it. it everybody loves that week <laughs> <laughs> cross the streams we'll be back
in react segment kip and kane back hopefully you had a chance to listen to new billings skyview high school head football coach nathan wall kane and i's hometown billings montana program with a long time 33 plus year coach ron lebsock that all of us played for including coach wall kane and i've known nate a long time it's fun to have him on here uh kane i think i would start with i th- we both talked about this off the air i think he's going to be great because he's already got head coach speak down He's already it's, got it's, the terminology, right? It's so funny, man. It's it's amazing how you just kind of fall into that. Yeah, and not I guess you can't say fall into it, but you just kind of you develop it over time. Yeah, as you continue to progress over the course of your career, and, and you do more and more speaking engagements, and you get more and more responsibility, and and the next thing you know, you can't help but get head coach talk. Yes. Coaching talk in general. And it's so funny because my, yep. oh my God, you, you just throwing cliches all over the place and, and yep. throw out your core values like it's nothing. I mean, you're just, <laughs> boom, here's what I'm all about. And it's like, man, where did this come from? No, you know, it's funny because Nate, like he mentioned in there, like when we were playing and growing up, like especially for me, Nate Wall was a little kid. He was Coach Wall's little kid, yeah, like tiny yeah. little kid. And had you water in the end of the bench, right? Yes. Like, And now he is a full grown man that uses deliberate, intentional leadership legacy and mess with one of us, mess with all of us. (laughs) He's ready to go. I was listening to him going, man, I want to play for this guy. And then I'm thinking, wait a minute. No, this guy's younger than (laughs) Hold on. Hold the phone here. How did this happen? Where did little Nate Wall go? This is amazing. And then you know what else I kept seeing as uh, as I was listening? I kept I was hearing his dad. I couldn't help. And you would, yes, because he was I coach Ball was for your me. head coach when you were playing. Correct, correct. And so I was like, you could just flash back and go, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Yes. It's so, it's so cool to hear and, and see. And man, it, you couldn't be prouder of the guy uh, for what he's, and, and I think he's going to do a great job. I really do. Yep. And, I, and I think if you go back and listen to the interview, you know, you, we got to hear his career path. I was interested in, in your take because I know for you coaching, You've coached almost every position on the defensive side of the ball. I'm not sure you've ever been on the offensive side of the ball coaching, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. Yep. But I, I thought it was interesting that he had running backs coaching experience, then jumped to DBs, linebackers to DC. What's the norm in football? Like, you know, I know Kofense mm-hmm. Hinson, who's been on the podcast before, wide receivers coach at Oregon State, uh, Coach Speck here at Willamette made him coach offense first mm-hmm. before he went back to the defensive side mm-hmm. of the ball. And he stayed on offense, even though he was a corner. Here, mm-hmm. what's the norm in football? I, I think it's everyone's a little bit different. Everyone's a little bit different. There's a lot of guys that, that they get stuck in the position that they played because that's the most comfortable, and, and they they find their expertise in coaching that position as well. There's yeah. other guys that completely flip sides of the ball. One of our guys on our staff now was a defense lineman. He now coaches on the offensive side as, as a um, he's been a quarterbacks coach, running backs, receivers, but he played D line. We've got our, our D line coach here that played in the secondary. Um, yeah. There's so many different ways, and it just I think it's awesome. The more experience you get coaching all the different positions, mm-hmm. there's one thing that I look back on and wish that I would have done, and I still it's not like I I can't do it now. Yeah, but to go on the offensive side, and, and whether you coach. Uh, on that side of the ball, or you just sit in on some of the meetings, which I, I was able to do this year, 
and just listen to offensive philosophy and, and how they're coaching their guys, man, it's it. I think it helps in the long yeah. run. And I think obviously uh, Coach Wall is, is done that. And now via all that experience, he feels like he can over – look an entire program mm-hmm. and feel like yeah i can i can help you as a running backs coach because i coached the running backs at one yeah. point in my time i can yeah. help you as a db coach because i coached the dbs at one point in my career mm-hmm. um so i think it just it helps him in that regard where it just validates him a little bit more as, as that head guy as he's looking to progress his staff and once again kane and i deep deep debriefing and reacting our react reacting our interview with uh, reacting that's, that's now a, tough a verb it's yes. now a verb. Is it uh, now? Is that coach, is that actual word? React? I don't think so. I know react. We've made it one because I put I it know. in all caps. Yeah. If you put it in all caps, it's legit. It is legit. <laughs> if, you, if you speak your truth, man, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> hey, it, it will be. And hey, react. Sidebar story for listeners out there. My first year, and this this is relevant because Coach Walls in his like third month, right, second month <laughs> of being a head coach. My second or third month of being a head coach, I sent an email to the admissions director here at Willamette. And I was all up in arms about an admissions <laughs> decision for a recruit. And I probably bolded like seven different sentences. And I'll never forget this. And I've never done it since she wrote back, Kip, I'm sure you're well aware that by bolding something, I am to read it as if you are yelling at me. And therefore <laughs> I do not appreciate you yelling at me over email for 12 sentences. Thank you. And I, from that point on, I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm done with that. I will uh, never again bold a thing in my life. <laughs> oh, that is awesome, man. That And you, you hit it on the head, though, man, as far as just the experiences that I'm sure you went through in your first however many months slash years mm-hmm. and what he's now going through. And it was fun to hear about just the, <laughs> the whirlwind that is his life right now, oh, traveling great. back and forth, listening to Cross the Streams, by the yeah, way. He he might, is he like our loyal number one? Besides I, mom, I hope so. <laughs> we need we need somebody to yeah, be that loyal to to listening to to our nonsense at times. But uh, but yeah, man, the the whirlwind that he's going through, I bet, is stressful. But I'm sure, and from the sounds of it, very fun all at the same time. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, obviously, as he mentioned, and both of us are well aware, the, the backbone of that is the support of your partner and whoever you're with. So I mean, it, it seems like he's he needs to make not miss birthdays anymore. Like he mentioned <laughs> in, in the podcast there. I thought it was exciting to hear Kane and, and, and he's right. And we talked about it with him a little bit. High school football has a unique hold on males in this country. If you played high school football, I promise you, you can remember games, teammates, scores. You probably remember yourself as a lot better than you were, but that's normal. But you can feel like the passion he has for Skyview football um, is, is similar and probably reaches out to all of us that played for the 30-plus years of the Lebsock era. And I think that's probably one of the reasons he's got the job is he can articulate that um, into a message of we're going to respect the tradition and we're going to really b- live to that legacy, but we're also going to put a new spin on it. Yes, yes, I, I, I'm with you, man. As far as that pride, you can hear the pride in his voice, mm-hmm. and he even talked about that community pride that he wants to bring to the Heights or, or bring make Skyview more than just another building school. The Heights is uh, in itself its own community, and, and we know that having grown up there, it is its own community, and I, I love him really trying to preach that to the players about that community pride, Heights pride, Skyview. Yep pride man and, and continuing that legacy that coach Leb had st- had started and continued for so long over the course of his career and um it, it is exciting to see 
what Coach Walls will bring as far as just new philosophy and, and from everything that he was saying, it sounds like it's going to be uh, something different as far as a product on the field, but very similar to what Coach Leb was trying to produce off the field, which I you think is, is very important. I was we were we were talking to him about connections with alumni, and we had a bunch of ideas from all the places that and things we've tried. Wouldn't it be a, like the first GIF he can send out of Skyview in a shotgun formation? I think would get 1000 <laughs> likes immediately, right? Like yes. when in God's name has, when was the last time you and I were probably there as little kids when Skyview was not in the wing tee? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I can't even remember to be honest. I, mean, I know we were there around that when they had Steve freed, was that his Steve, name? Steve freeze. That they used to throw it, but I don't yes. remember that. And we were at every game. Yeah. I don't remember that either. I don't, Recall, yeah, Steve Freeze and, and wasn't Guy Atkins? Wasn't he throwing yes, the Guy, Guy Atkins? Atkins was a receiver? Yes, Big, right. Tall six five receiver running down the down the pipe, but yes. I still don't remember us uh, throwing the ball a whole lot more than what we were doing out of the wing tee. <laughs> no, now I when, do. Even when that happens, he needs to post that because all of uh, us alums will lose our minds. <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny. That is so true. And I think hey, I actually might have took one of the last snaps from Shotgun. You took uh, one? I you took one ass? from Shotgun. What? Back in the day, uh, my second start senior year against Kalispell, Dallas Stadium, we're down 7-0. We have not moved the ball at all all game long. Yeah. And obviously, as the quarterback, that's on my shoulders 100%. Yep. And uh, we're, this is like a two-minute drive. And I asked, hey, because we, we've practiced it at one okay. point. So I said, hey, we, can we go shotgun here? And, and Coach Leb very reluctantly gave <laughs> a thumbs up of, yeah, let's go shotgun here. And sure enough, Peter Schmitz, my center, snapped me the ball from the shotgun Is that position. Peter Schmitz, brother of Nick Schmitz? Yes, sir. Nick the, Schmitz blocked for this guy. Yeah, man. How about that? Family tradition. The Schmitz is up in front. But uh, old Peter snapped me the ball, and I threw a fade route to uh, Brett Kolb that went incomplete, and that was the last that the shotgun was was seen. That's amazing because in you my know era, anyway, put, uh, they didn't put Kip Ione in shotgun because that shotgun snap would have been farther than I could throw it back. To anybody. <laughs> so we were going to go ahead and go eighteen speed option whenever we could. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, speaking of that heights identity, and this is probably insane. I know Coach Wall talked a lot about galvanizing the community and it's a mm -hmm. community that's, that's more than willing to do so as you and I have both witnessed through you know a number of different events up there in terms of the Falcons and the support of I can still remember driving to the state championship game um, you know on the bus the team bus and we're driving by Jiffy Lube and all the signs that said <laughs> Falcons in the title game and it was like the craziest awesomest thing ever Yes. For a 16 year old. But, you know, you go all the way back and you and I have insider information, having been at the beginning of Skyview with our dad. I think one of the one of the ways that Skyview missed out on the heights turning into that what they wanted was not putting that stadium, making that stadium playable for yep. home games at Skyview. You yep. know, and I know everybody loves Dayless slash Wendy's, whatever the hell they call it now. But if they to put that bowl 20 yards down farther up on the hill and encompassed it with bleachers, I think you would have seen that this is a height school, not necessarily a billing school. Thoughts? I know yeah. it's random. I know it's random. I've had that beef with Billings since Dad told us that they Yes. Yes. I have been upset with Billings and whose ever decision that was to not do that. 
since the day we found out that that was even a possibility. Yep. Did you imagine the atmosphere that we oh. would have had up there if they would have just bowled that thing in, put yep. some stands on the opposite side? It would have been an amazing atmosphere, tremendous home field advantage. The wind in itself would have been crazy. Would have been out of this world. I think with- you're dead on with the wind because we weren't about to throw that ball anyway. No. So if you come in there trying to throw the ball, good luck to you. We're going to hand exactly. it off to Jared Taco a thousand <laughs> times, every thousand times for a thousand yards. Yep. <laughs> Jared Taco, man, we could do a whole podcast on on Skyview legends. Legends, when it came to the yes. gridiron. Um, um, the stuff I, I've been very impressed with Coach Wall um, because he's he's been he's very he seems very proactive in adding to his toolkit. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's something you and I have talked about as coaches, as just human beings in general. Like you, Coach Wall is not a guy that's under the impression he knows it all. And I, I think that's going to serve him well as a young head coach. You know, it's, it's easy. Like when I got hired at 29, there was a moment I was like, man, I'm pretty goddamn smart because I'm a head coach <laughs> at 29. And that can cost you. You know, you, you got to get a little slice of humble pie. And I don't think he's in for too big of a slice because I think he already has it. You know, it sounds mm-hmm. to me, and he's been a guy that's reached out to me about character development. I'm sure he's picked your brain about mm-hmm. defense being on that side of the ball. And he sounds like he's a guy that's more than willing to f- utilize resources and admit and know what he doesn't know and go find answers. Yeah, I, I think I thought it was awesome when he actually said he said that those act, almost exact words as far as I'm going to coach and teach what I know to these players. I'm not going to try and go out and find the hottest, greatest defense that's out there, the trendy defense or the trendy offense, I'm going to install or implement an offense and a defense that I know and I know I can coach. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a great philosophy to have. So I think he was definitely on it, man. And and like you said, or to the point of steal as much as you possibly can in this profession. Mm -hmm. Steal as much info. It's not stealing. It's just gathering info in, in trying to apply it to your program or apply it to your team uh, in, in the best ways possible. Yep. Hey, what about when he said with staffing? Here's another, I'm going to steal his little hashtag, the right guys, maybe not right away. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really smart. It like is smart. Are, as a head guy, you want to get your – like I got my staff, but don't just hire somebody to have a staff in place. I mm-hmm. think he's got that dialed in as well. I do too. I think he's he, he said it where he didn't – know that the process was going to take this long, but he's glad that it is because he's had a great uh, opportunity to vet as many people as he possibly can to make sure he gets the right people in place in order for him to do things the way he wants to do them. Uh, One thing that I have been told uh, with other guys that I've talked to as far as head coaching and and their first head coaching job is, is, and not just their first head coaching, but just head coaching in general, is always have a list ready. Always mm-hmm. have your list of guys that you potentially – that's either you've worked with or you want to work with or um, have met along the lines of your coaching career. Have a list of guys that you know meet your values, philosophy, and your standards and expectations for a coach. Yeah. So that way you can just go down your list and yeah. just make the phone calls. And like he said, hey, every once in a while someone's life – They've got other choices and decisions they've got to make. It may not work out at that time, but you still have him on your list for down the road or in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's something that I've I've kind of held on to or stole from someone else as well. Yes, absolutely. Anything else stood out from you specifically from Coach Nathan Wall, new head football coach, Skyview High School, our, our alma mater, Billings, Montana? Mm-hmm. 
Coach Leb's always had high expectations yeah. and standards, and I think uh, Coach Walsh talked about how he wants to have the same high expectations and standards off the field, on the field, um, never being satisfied with mediocrity. I love that. I love that philosophy. Never satisfied is one of my values and, and mm-hmm. phrases that I've clung to for a long time. So I'm really excited about him bringing that to Skyview High School football. You know what I thought? I was thinking to myself, and we touched on a little bit in the interview, um, is I would feel ex- a, a really good about my oldest participating in, I don't know if little guy football even exists in Billings anymore, whatever it is, Pop Warner, with Co- after listening to Coach Wall, not only share his knowledge of the trends and the newest methods of safety in mm-hmm. the game, but mm-hmm. also when he said he felt like he had a responsibility yep. to pass that safety on to the younger coaches. Like that makes me feel like if my son goes out to Beartooth for practice at 530 on a Thursday night, <laughs> coach is not just a dad that had to do it. It's somebody that Nathan Wall has actually and his staff may have touched and tried to help teach my son how to tackle safely. There is a responsibility for all of us as, as football coaches to continue to learn and get better as far as the safety of this game is concerned. We have to. We have to do it in order for this game to survive. Um, last thing for me is I have just I wish I could have been there when he got the keys down the long hallway to the Skyview football storage closet. Oh boy. Because we won't share any details, but it sounds like he found some gems throughout the 1985 through 2018 era of Coach Lev. I wish I could have been in there with him going through everything that is in that closet and even in the hallway like think about the hallways around the weight room i don't mm. know if there's brick space left for awards and names <laughs> that that was one thing that i wanted to ask him is if he's going to keep some of those um records up well, on the wall in the weight room the 1996 team plaque award that has kip Ion's name on it. i'm gonna <laughs> that's what i'm saying man there's some as much as we're, we're telling hey it's your it's your program do with it with you what you may. Yeah, we still got to keep some history involved, especially <laughs> when that history has our names in it. So I'm going to be a little bit biased. I've got some records up there. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Let's keep those up there, Coach Wall. If you're right. listening to this, you keep those records up there. I own stays up on that board. Yeah, at least take a picture of that award I won <laughs> and send it to me, so I can post it, and then you can take it down. So that way, our kids can go. Yeah, my my dad held some records at one point in his life. Uh, although I think that Jason Sides, if he's listed, I think Jason Sides still has a VHS of our '96 highlight film. Oh which boy, there's some gems of a five and four and fives campaign. But I think <laughs> if I don't know if there's a VHS that still exists, that would be another thing. Somebody just staff say. coach Wall. Needs to compile and store on a YouTube channel all the highlight films because yes. Chris Byers is still talking. Yes, Chris <laughs> Byers still got making that game against Sentinel in the middle of September the most important <laughs> thing that ever happened. We need <laughs> if we can get Coach Wall to find all of those archive videos somehow, some way. They're all probably on VHS somewhere in Coach Lev's office. Yep. We need to make those happen. Oh, I promise you they're on VHS. Or you yes. just go down to Color 8. Is that still a station? I'm sure. Listen, I want all the roles of Chris, Chris Byers doing highlights. Yes, I want them all. <laughs> Cross the Stream, Season 2, Episode 6, full episode. Enjoy. We'll cross the streams.
Excuse me, Egon. You said crossing the streams was a bad.